Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Good evening. By pressing play, you've unlocked a door with the key of imagination. Beyond is another dimension, a dimension of sound, a dimension of mind. You're moving into a land of both shadow and substance, of things and ideas. Welcome to Agoraphobia. Hello, my pretties, and welcome to the Agora Podcast Network's spooktacular month of ghoulishly engaging content, celebrating the spirit of the Halloween season. So turn on all the lights, check all the closets and cupboards, look under all the beds, and continue, if you dare. In this thrilling third and penultimate chapter of Agoraphobia, we present to you two more scintillating stories. Starting off is Stephen Guerra from the history of the papacy, who tells a tale of the life of a building in Buffalo, New York, that stood as a symbol of good intentions gone bad, of broken promises, human suffering, and degeneration. Two large spires hang over a city neighborhood and instill unease and even fear in those who are driving on the expressway in the city streets in their shadows. It is a typical late October evening in upstate New York. The dark gray clouds feel as if they are about to swallow up the car. The freezing rain is falling, but still the blood-red sandstone towers fill the windshield. No matter what direction or street, there are those towers and their green copper peaks. Why do they make it feel just a little bit colder than the biting wind and driving rain should make it feel? The stories parents tell their children that were told by their parents and their parents for generations have built this connection of despair from the past into the present. Even more sorrowful is the cultural memory that is slowly fading away. The small upstate New York City of Buffalo has a history that runs far deeper than the jokes of terrible weather and even worse sporting teams. Fortunate geographic placement made Buffalo, New York a central hub for transportation in the United States for much of the 1800s and into the early 1900s. Buffalo was on the cutting edge of architecture and urban design, competing with cities such as New York, Chicago, and Philadelphia. The story of Buffalo mirrors the story of the Richardson Olmstead Complex, home to the Buffalo State Asylum for the Insane. 
more recently called the Buffalo Psychiatric Center. Built in the 1870s, the Buffalo State Asylum for the Insane, or Buffalo Psych Center, was a gigantic leap forward in the design of facilities created to care for the mentally ill. For most of history, there was no systematic method to care for mentally ill or cognitively disabled people. Sometimes families were able to meet the needs of a family member who needed help, depending on the severity of the need. The time would often come where the family or community couldn't meet the needs of a mentally ill person. If and when that time came, the patient might be locked in a basement or a barn. Another possibility was the person was simply kicked out of their home and forced to make their own way in the world. This scenario could lead to the person in need of mental health services landing in jail or simply being left on the street to fend for themselves. All of these fates often led to the worsening of the patient's disease and even death. Many people began to see this treatment of the mentally ill was harmful for both the patients and society. Thomas Kirkbride was the superintendent of the Pennsylvania State Asylum for the Insane in Philadelphia. He realized there was a major problem in the way the mentally ill were housed and received treatment. Kirkbride developed a plan for the buildings and grounds of asylums that would be much more humane than any previous asylums. The Kirkbride plan became the standard model for mental health asylums throughout the United States. The layout of a Kirkbride plan asylum had ample light in patient facilities, spacious grounds for patients to relax, do meaningful work, and rehabilitate. The plans also included separate facilities for male and female residents. All in all, these 19th century mental health facilities, if fully and properly implemented, would have really provided a great situation for the mentally ill. The Kirkbride Plan facility in Buffalo started with great hope. Buffalo was the queen city of the lake, and the top architects from around the country were transforming Buffalo into a world-class city. A 200-acre parcel of land was selected on the outskirts of the city. Local wealthy benefactors and the government of the state of New York came together to purchase and develop the parcel of land, as well as construct the facilities. The plan included an administrative building and a number of pavilions for patient housing. When it came to design and construction, no expense was spared. One of the top architects in the world was commissioned to design the building structure. Henry Hobson Richardson was known for designing a very distinctive style of Gothic architecture. The main administrative building was topped with two enormous towers. About a third of each tower included a stunning copper roof. The entire administrative building was built in Medina sandstone, a beautiful stone with a dark red color reminiscent of dried blood. Many mansions, imposing governmental buildings, and other high-status structures were built of this impressive material. The grounds were just as important as the building, so two of the most famous landscape architects of all time, Frederick Law Olmsted and Calvert Vaux, were brought on to do the job. 
To build the state hospital out of these rich materials and employ the biggest names in architecture was making a statement that the state asylum was here to stay and that it was a serious project. The final product is some sort of a cross between a Gothic cathedral and Dracula's castle. The hospital was such a great progressive idea. Unfortunately, like so many ideas with the best of intentions, the decline phase started almost immediately. As a matter of fact, the decline phase of the hospital started before the building was even finished. The hospital was at its full capacity of 300 patients before the ribbon was cut for the official opening. Not too long after the official opening, the hospital had over 3,000 patients on the ward. The money that the benefactors in New York State dedicated to the facility dried up as well. The entire Kirkbride plan wasn't even finished entirely to specification. Of course, the administrative building was built completely to spec and was beautiful, but the rest of the wards weren't even finished completely. As time went by, funding from New York State continued to decrease, but the number of patients and level of service required continued to increase. This was a disastrous recipe. The cruelty of the staff of the Buffalo Psych Center was infamous. Well, at least the Kirkbride plan of wide-open gardens was honored, right? Not exactly. Unlike the majority of other Kirkbride facilities built around the U.S. and other world-famous sanitariums of upstate New York for that matter, the Buffalo Psych Center was built quite close to a rapidly growing city. What was a rolling farmland in 1870 was a thriving urban neighborhood in 1920. In the later part of the Roaring Twenties, over half of the grounds would be lopped off and redeveloped as the main campus for the Buffalo State Teachers College. The downhill trajectory continued from there. The care the neediest people in society required was not provided. By the 1970s, another revolution in mental health care hit the scenes. Medicines became available to treat certain mental illness, and society came to learn that other mental illnesses and cognitive disabilities didn't require hospitalization. The people with these conditions could be much better treated in general society. This was no easy process. It took some very hard work from activists and journalists to blow the top off of the deplorable conditions in state hospitals. One journalist, who might cause many nightmares to you out there, but who was instrumental in changing the system, was none other than Geraldo Rivera. In the early 1970s, the Buffalo Psych Center was closed down. The operations were moved to a more modern facility nearby. The iconic administrative building was used for various purposes during the next four decades. The abandoned facilities became the home to even more bleakness and despair as it became home to homeless people, drug addicts, and others who fell through the cracks of the system and society. Eventually, the entire complex was granted various landmark statuses, and the real estate market of the area skyrocketed. The entire city began a renaissance. Local officials and developers 
One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com/people today. Hey Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombus, we've always said our socks, underwear and t-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombus. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com/acast and use code acast for 20% off your first purchase. Developers realized the property that was purposely forgotten, purposely put out of people's minds because of the shared dark memories of what the place had been, was now a tremendously valuable resource. The history, pain, and the stories of thousands of patients would be painted over, whitewashed, to become an urban boutique hotel and conference center. That may be the most terrifying part of the story. And to conclude today's terror, Xander and Eric from the Reconsider podcast delve into the madness of mutually assured destruction and Byzantine bureaucratic procedure in order to bring you an unnerving narrative of near-nuclear annihilation that many listening will have lived through, even if they didn't know it. Welcome to the Reconsider Halloween Show. What you're about to hear is a true story. The year is 1983. Tensions between NATO and the Soviet Union are near historic highs. The USSR had just deployed a big pile of nuclear warheads facing west. NATO responded by repeatedly flying bomber squadrons towards Soviet airspace and then turning back at the last minute, sometimes multiple times per week, to keep the Soviets on their heels. With east and west wound up like springs and over a hundred thousand nuclear warheads pointed at each other with hair triggers, 
The day of September 1st set off a cascade that brought mankind within a breadth of total annihilation. Soviet airspace, twitchy and exhausted radar operators saw one bomber-sized plane cross the line. In order to preserve airspace integrity, the Soviets shot that plane down. Too bad it wasn't a bomber. It was, in fact, Korean Air Flight 007, and 269 civilians were killed, including United States Congressman Larry McDonald. The U.S. responded by deploying 108 Pershing II nuclear warheads into Western Europe, pointed at the Eastern Bloc, and both sides knew the Soviets couldn't combat the Pershing's advanced targeting systems. Where on the other hand, President Reagan had ordered accelerated research to improve the United States' anti-ICBM shield, massively increasing U.S. defensive capabilities. Everyone in the Soviet Union was absolutely convinced that the U.S. was preparing for a possible first strike. September 26th, 34 days to Halloween, and one minute to Armageddon. Lieutenant Colonel Stanislav Petrov was the officer on duty at Bunker S-15 near Moscow, the command center of Soviet early warning satellites. He hadn't gotten a full night's sleep since Korean Air Flight 007 went down. His job in that bunker was to watch and wait. Until, of course, the early warning system picked up incoming NATO nuclear missiles. Then, his job was to inform his superiors so that they could retaliate. Now, the doctrine of mutually assured destruction was meant to be such a massive deterrent as to never need to be used. At least that was the idea. Nobody in the right minds would fire at a country that was on a hair trigger to throw tens of thousands of nuclear warheads at you. So it was a great idea. Until, of course, someone launched a nuke. It's an accelerating cascade like dominoes. Once the first domino falls, the others are automatically pushed until a few thousand such dominoes fall on buttons that launch nukes. Just after midnight, Petrov saw a blinking light. An ICBM coming in from the United States. It had the height, it had the trajectory, and it had the speed. Petrov's hand hovered over that big red phone. His ensigns looked up at him with wild eyes from their hearts jackhammering in their chests. Would he make the call that ended the world? 
Or would he disobey orders and let the Soviet Union be destroyed without retaliation? He hesitated and then dropped his hand. It is error, he said. Americans would not shoot only one missile. They would attack with thousands. It had been a false alarm. His staff sighed, took a haggard breath, their sweat becoming icy as their blood cooled. But just a moment later... Sir, four new targets! Petrov, who just recovered from the last moment on Knife's Edge, felt a hot shock up his spine as he saw four more points appear on the radar. Four, but four, it still it still didn't make sense. Surely the system was malfunctioning. It was new, it was unreliable, and the U.S. would launch a first strike. They would have to with thousands of warheads, right? But was it falsely reporting nothing? Or was it missing hundreds of other missiles? Had the Americans finally decided to pound the Soviets into the dirt for good? If he made the call and he was wrong, he'd start World War III and doom them all. If he didn't call and he was wrong, the Americans would get away with the murder of perhaps hundreds of millions of people. Petrov had five excruciatingly long minutes to play over and over in his mind the highest stakes game of chicken that the world has ever set up. Do not report into ground radar confirmation. But sir, then it will be too late! Sir, no ground radar detection. They had stared down the terrible red horse, and they had not flinched. The clock to Armageddon had ticked back in time by a minute or two. Petrov knew he would have to answer for disobeying his orders. He didn't call communist high command, after all. But he, his family, and in fact, all mankind would be around to deal with the consequences later. An investigation later found that the satellites were indeed malfunctioning, reporting very oddly reflected sunlight from the ground as missiles. Petrov's gut call against orders and against the signals of a billion-dollar satellite system brought us back from the brink of Armageddon. Petrov was later awarded with the Dresden Prize and twice awarded the World Citizen Award for his work. Soviets ended up not punishing him, and it probably quietly actually thanked him. And he's still alive, by the way. So you can write him a nice letter thanking him for making sure mankind wasn't totally wiped out. So, friends, listeners, that does it for our Halloween special. As always, don't let the satellites do the thinking for you. Pause and reconsider before wiping out all of mankind. This is Xander, signing off. And this is Eric, ghosting out. Happy Halloween! Boo. A warm welcome back to those of you who made it back. 
and a little bit of advice to take with you before you go. Not all knowledge is safe, and some things you can't unhear. The smartest of you will count your blessings and stay clear of dark corners and dangerous downloads. But those of you more daring who laugh in the face of fear will undoubtedly be back like a moth drawn to the flame for the next installment of Agoraphobia. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.